what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Foot Candle Films. Film news and reviews from two guys who really like movies. This episode is brought to you by the Foot Candle Film Society. For a schedule of upcoming screenings and membership information, visit the Society's website at www.footcandle.org. Hello and welcome to Foot Candle Films here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Uh, my name is Alan Jackson. With me is Chris Fry. We are with the Foot Candle Film Society and the Foot Candle Film Festival. Chris, how's it going? It's going well. Going well. I'm looking forward to talking about this this film. It was one that you and I, I think kind of brought up in uh, Trailer Tapas at one point, I think. Kind of yeah. mentioned the trailer, talked about it briefly. And uh, now, The Iron Claw is available. Is here. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Chris, Chris led into that perfectly. Yeah. We are going to be reviewing and discussing the film, the iron claw, which is the latest, uh, a 24 production starring Zac Efron directed by Sean Durkin. Uh, we're going to be discussing that film here in just a minute. I also very curious to hear thoughts and opinions on this film. Uh, but we are also going to do some other things in this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, some movie news in terms of uh, upcoming productions we're curious about and going to tease a little bit. And I think Chris also has another patented Chris Fry recommendation of a film he has checked out recently because Chris watches a lot more movies than I do and has a lot more good films to recommend. Just to understand, we're hearing Chris's recommendations, which means Chris has also watched a lot of movies he's not recommending. So that's the kind of <laughs> tips you into true. the volume of what we're dealing with here. But um Good to hear another recommendation from you. We'll get to that later in the episode. But first, let's jump into the ring and talk about the latest uh, film starring Zac Efron, directed by Sean Durkin, uh, including other actors as well. We'll get into in the review. This is the film The Iron Claw. Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing could ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. Morning. Pants tomorrow, please, David. Harry, I want you to join your brothers in the ring. Yes, sir. I love that. Woo! Now, we all know... Carrie's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life, Kevin Von Eric? More ribs. <laughs> I want to be with my family. Ah! You know, be with my brothers. What do you like? The Iron Call tells the story of the inseparable Von Eric brothers who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Through tragedy and triumph, and under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in sports. That is the logline given us to by A24, the production company that put the movie out. Uh, Alan, you and I, we've alluded to the fact that we talked about the trailer before. Um, wrestling, not something I am generally interested in. I have a vague you know, kind of knowledge of it. Uh, Sean Durkin, the director and writer of the film, he's made two films previously that I think we may have discussed, both 
Martha Marcy May Marlene. I think I recommended it at one point. And he made a film with Jude Law called The Nest, which hmm. was a little bit more recent. I never saw that. Yeah. Um, both films, both of those films talk about family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, Martha Marcy May Marlene has kind of a cult that happens and someone gets away from that and tries to return to her family life and the challenges with that. The Nest, really complicated, but basically a family being um, uprooted and moved to England and how that works with the family and the family struggles with that. In this, we have something that is unique in that it is based on a true story of a family that actually exists um, and you know was in the wrestling world. And it's, but there again, it very much is about the dynamic of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, what how what did you make of this telling of a wrestling tale? And you know, did you find more drama when <laughs> kind of they mentioned in the film? With wrestling matches, the whole thing is like, oh, it's all fake. It's all put on. But then they're like, well, there's a lot of athleticism. And even though things may be planned, there's a lot more to it than that. Did you find there was a lot more to this film than maybe you thought there would be? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> Moving and on. <laughs> no, I, I, I like this a lot. Um, I think there's a lot here to admire. It's uh, <sighs> This is a movie that I mean, it, it doesn't survive for me on its as much of its story, because the story is pretty simple. This is a, this is a film that relies on everything else going on around the story itself. I think the look and feel of the film, I think the performances, I think the, the tone, the style, and, and a little bit of that, like you're saying, since it is so focused on quote pro wrestling, I myself, I'm not a wrestling fan. I, I I don't understand the pro wrestling field as much. And I like you assume, you know, yes, it's all it's all fake. It's all it's this all put on. But I think the film does a really good job of letting us kind of behind the curtain of seeing this is what it's really like as a business and this is what it's like as a sport. And I did get some appreciation for the field a little bit from this film film as well. But obviously this is a film about this family. I mean, you know, the wrestling is just the the environment that they're in. Right. This could have been any other type of endeavor or, or, or thing that the family members got into. It just happens to be pro wrestling. And I thought it was a fascinating take on that, but obviously this is the family film about the relationships, the brothers and their father and the mother too. I mean, yes. the mother mm-hmm. plays an interesting role here as well. Um, I just found the story interesting. I found it heartbreaking. I found it, uh, I found the performances all really, really strong through this film. Uh, I loved the look and feel of this film. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of it. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very very happy with this film. Chris, please don't don't ruin my Christmas wish here and tell me that you did not like this film. <laughs> no, I, I did, and yeah. uh, it was you mentioned kind of the different acting and just as far as like an ensemble. I think you know all the brothers are really strong. Lily James, who plays. Uh, a wife at one point she ends up being mm-hmm. a wife spoiler but there again it's based on a true story so we're not ruining anything um i thought she did a really good job the father yeah man i'm not only familiar with him from the mm-hmm. netflix show mindhunter holt M- mccallney yeah um he is so domineering which he should be he's a domineering father yeah. so um, his presence was really strongly felt. Chris, he, I was so close to putting his name down as a nomination ah. on best supporting actor. Cause okay. I do feel like, I feel like he's a, he's an actor that's not going to get a lot of attention from this film as much as he should. Okay. I think the brothers are all going to be the ones everybody's going to like talk about, but his performance, 
you have to buy his performance as the domineering father. And I totally bought it. And yeah, I think, you know, we mentioned the brothers. I think it's kind of unfair <laughs> to one of the brothers. Zach Efron plays Kevin and Jeremy Allen Wright plays Carrie. So right there you have these two of the brothers and you're like, okay, you know, they're just going to take all the limelight. And for the most part, yeah, they, they kind of mm, do. The other yeah. brothers have their moments, but it's just like with the, such strong presences, especially Zach Efron, you know, mm. almost not unrecognizable, but he's just like, he looks like the incredible Hulk, you know, just yeah, completely different from his high school musical personality. <laughs> um, so yeah, just really striking to see the change there. I, uh, Zach Efron, I thought was, I mean, I hate using, I hate it sounded pretentious with it, but he was kind of a revelation in this film. Mm. I thought he was excellent. It's a complicated character he has to play. Sure. It's a, it's a character that can on the surface be seen as very, very simple. I mean, a kind hearted character, I think just, yeah. And, but the, what he has to go through and the fact that he is kind of our lifeline through this family drama that we're watching. I mean, Whew. He's really, really good in this. Look, Jer- Jeremy Allen White is good too. I like him so much as an actor. I sure. like everything I've seen him do. Sure. I don't feel like I don't feel like he got to flex his muscles quite as much in this film outside of what we've typically I've typically seen him do. I don't feel like his character was that much different than what I've seen him be in the uh, um The Bear. The Bear and other things. So but he was still good. Sure. It. It's just I don't feel like the flex was there as much as what I saw with Zach Efron. Zach Efron was revolutionary, I think, in a way, on, on, in his role here. So I, I'm really a fan of his performance there. Yeah, I'll say they mention. I think you know Zach Efron. I think believe it. Yeah, that would make sense. Zach Efron's character Kevin does some voiceover narration at some points, mm-hmm. and one of the things he says, I think, pretty early on, kind of setting up the film, is how you know, people talk or kind of whisper about how there's a curse on the Von Erich family. And, um, yeah, that, uh, you know, as events play out in the (laughs) film there again, based on real life. So not not that we want to spoil anything, but there are, you know, several things that one of these instances happening to a family would be devastating. And they have just several that just keep on coming. I can see why people thought, yeah, maybe there was something to this whole thing that there was a curse. Um, it is, do you want to hear something kind of even? This has nothing. This is not in the film. Okay. But after watching this film, I had to read up more about this family and the story. What's true? What's false? Do you know there was actually another brother okay. that's not even in the film? Wow. That also had a very similar fate to mm. another, some of the other ones. Wow. And I mean, there's a lot of people online wondering why not include that one because he was also like somewhat famous. He was okay. a wrestler, he was known for a while. I'm just like, boy, I don't know if I could have taken another one (laughs) in this film. So, I mean, as it is, if you wouldn't have thought this was based on real, if if this wasn't a true story, Mm. based on a true story, I think you would almost just not believe it because just like, no, there's no way that much, (laughs) that much of a dark cloud can hang over one family. That's just not real. So I don't know if maybe that was, it was like, okay, no. we're going to actually take out something we because can't. if we put that in, people would just, it's just like, just it's not believe almost it. not believable. Yeah. Sure. But, I will uh, say, mm. um, I did enjoy the film, but I will say there's, I think it was the mention of the curse that kind of established a feeling of dread mm-hmm. and a lot of it. And it, I don't feel like it ever let up, um, regardless of what was on screen. And I think a lot of that, some of that's the, 
the cinematography and how the film looked, it was, you know, a lot of scenes were kind of dark. There was always, mm-hmm. you know, very rare. Did you get like bright sunlight or things like that? There's some moments toward the end of the film that was kind of an interesting way to kind of have uh, one character's arc kind of wrap up. That was interesting that I won't mm-hmm. spoil, but that was an interesting, yeah, very unusual yeah. little piece there. But um, I remember one part in the film I'm a, I'm a big fan of the band Rush. Mm. I was excited when they used Tom Sawyer as walk-on music for the brothers oh, to kind of yeah. come out in the wrestling ring. And I, I think they actually used the entire song to, they let it play out, which I was like, cool, man, this is really awesome. <laughs> I really like, cause you can totally see Tom Sawyer being used as walk-on music for a wrestling match. But in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, just wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this uh, is not, this is not, you know, oh, everything's going to be just, you know, no, no. blue skies and everything from here on out. It's like, uh, we're going to, we're going to knock you down again. So. Well, and I'll tell you, okay, this is to this, to the marketing department of films, film studios. This is why I, I both love and hate trailers. <laughs> okay. We showed the trailer for this film a few couple months ago right. on the show because sure. we, we were talking about it and excited for this film. Right. And damn it, that trailer, there's a whole scene in the trailer that's around a funeral. Okay. Just going to mm. say. And unfortunately, what that means is I'm watching this movie. I'm like, okay, I I know know, a funeral is coming. (laughs) And I'm spending too much of my energy in the film Mm -hmm. saying, who is it going to be? And that should not be happening when watching a movie. So that is now a a reason why I'm, I'm... still trying to be very tepid about my enjoyment of trailers because I don't, I don't, I don't like going into films with any kind of preconceived notions of what's going to happen with the story beats and, you know, seeing people in a, at a funeral that pretty much tips you off right away. Well, and uh, I will know. say a benefit of a smaller film, granted this has a lot of actors in it. it's put out by a 24, but a smaller film as opposed to like a Marvel movie or something like that. Um, I saw the trailer in the theater maybe once, and I saw it when we talked about it here on the show. It was only twice. Because I wasn't inundated with it, Yeah, I kind of, owned the fact that I knew it was yeah. about wrestling, I'd kind of forgotten that moment in the trailer. So that helped my enjoyment, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, can, I, I, I wish I didn't that. know anything sure. about this family going into it. Uh, that would have made this even much, much more impactful. As it is, look, it's still great. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the music. I think, you know, the use of music, very intentional at times. It is, yes, the soundtrack music <laughs> that you would expect in kind of late 70s, early 80s time frame. Uh, but it worked. I mean, they used it to perfect effect. I love the look of the film. The film mm-hmm. had just a great tone to it and just, um, I don't know, it was great. And then those sequences in the ring were really well done and they were entertaining and it was just I loved all the backstage stuff too, as you know, they're talking about what they're going to do during the show and how they're going to put on this move. And you do get the athleticism out of it. Oh and yeah. There are moments where something happens in the ring that was not planned and not expected. <laughs> and you're seeing how it affects them as a performance. I'm like, man, that was really good. So I'm, I'm super high on this film. Well, and some um, of the, like you were talking about earlier, the, the business aspect. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we have to, you know, put ourselves up for this match. We may win, lose it, but we're going to try to gain this much exposure. And everything's kind of like a chess match. And how do you, you slowly move up and you have to really take your opportunities when you're given the opportunities and yeah, how the, you have to balance the egos of the people you're going up against. And yeah, it's much more of a strategic chess match than I ever would have really realized. So I'm, I, I, I loved it. I thought this was great. I also thought it had a pitch perfect ending. I will just say that as far as a last scene we see, and I don't know if you recall it. Um, 
Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely not going to kind of hand okay. towards it, but it's just, sure. it just worked. I mean, and there was also, I mean, yeah, you mentioned there's one moment that I'm, I will say has a bit of a fantastical element to it. That's what, is that what that's not the ending scene. Okay. That's okay. close to the ending, but that's okay. not quite it. And at first when that was happening, it was, it kind of pulled me out of the film a little bit, but hmm. then as the scene played out, I'm like, nah, I'm good. This was good. This was the right thing to show. Did it get a little dusty? It did. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it just like in the very last scene to me also got me dusty. Just, I don't know. It was just a nice, nice, nice closing. So okay. yes, for a film that's tough to watch, uh, a lot of, a lot of drama going on in this film. Uh, I still feel like there was some positive to come even. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I, okay. I felt like there was enough there that. Whew, okay. Yes, that's all I have to say about this film. I'm right. a big fan. Fair enough. Big yeah, fan. I'm also a big fan. I could see um, it doing well come awards time. So I hope so. I hope so. I, I, I've got a feeling I, I don't think it's going to get quite the acclaim that you and I are dishing out on it from what I'm seeing. But again, I don't care. It'll, sure. make, it'll make one of the best of lists on my year end list for sure. So. Yeah, that is the Iron Claw. We are both big fans. It is playing in movie theaters now. I think it's got a relatively wide release. I mean, I don't think it's it's not a limited release. I mean, it's playing in Hickory, North Carolina. So that ought to tell you something. Sure. Um, So we do recommend going out and checking out this film. Absolutely. And I would imagine probably would be online maybe January, February. I would imagine uh, for people if they want to see it then. So. Okay, Chris, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I think you've got a recommendation to share. I've got a movie, upcoming movie, I want to tease and talk about. And uh, so we've got those two things coming up. So stay tuned to Foot Candle Films. We will be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Welcome back to Foot Candle Films here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. We just finished our review of The Iron Claw. We are both very positive on this film and highly recommend it to others to check out. But Chris, let's turn our attention, as always, to films coming up in the future. Uh, I, I This is the part where I like to kind of get into talking about upcoming films because I love reading about new films that are coming out. I love the backstories of production, finding out who's involved with these films, finding interesting gems to explore. I don't know if this one falls clearly in that category of gem. Uh, We will wait and see, but I do like it when I hear or see an actor, especially one that's traditionally a comedic actor, uh, writing and directing their own film. And then in this case, also starring it. We talked about Bradley Cooper and Maestro last week you know, acting, writing, and directing his own film. Uh, Here we have a similar situation, although uh, with a different style and tone to it for sure. Uh, Jake Johnson, how familiar are you with Jake Johnson as an actor? Uh, He's been in TV. He was in New Girl, the sitcom, for a good long time. Is he also in... um the Spider-Verse films as the yes, voice of Yes, he Peter is the Parker. voice of the adult Peter Parker yes. in there as well. I mean, I'm, I, he's kind of like that guy. Right. Yeah. right, yeah. He's done some smaller indie films. I think there's one that had to do with a, a beer. Drinking um, Buddies. Drinking Buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple others he's done. I like him a lot. I think he's yeah, really I like funny. Him. I think he's a great actor. I enjoy just about everything I see him do. 
So Color Me Interested when I read that he has written and directed a film that he is starring in. Okay. Uh, it is going to be a film that's going to be landing on Hulu on January 12th. But it is also going to be released in theaters, at least for a few days beforehand. Interesting. Yep. The film's name is Self-Reliance. Um, here's the premise of the film. Uh, it is uh, Tommy, who's played by Johnson, uh, a man who's offered $1 million to play a game in which he must outwit hunters as they attempt to kill him. He thinks he's found the perfect loophole because he can only be attacked when he's alone. The only problem is that none of his friends or family want to keep him company because they don't believe the game is real. So that's the so kind of like a combination of the hunt, which came out in mm-hmm. like 2020. And uh, yeah, I guess the game that David, a little bit of that a little con- with a little bit of a high concept in it, this whole idea of for whatever reason, he can't be killed if he's has not, if he has people around him. So you get where this is going that he has to constantly find ways to always be around people. Um, the film has Andy Samberg in it has Anna Kendrick in it, Natalie Morales, Wayne Brady, uh, Emily Hampshire, several people in it that obviously are, you know, this is going to be a comedy. Gotcha. Whether it's going to be anything deeper than that, I don't know. But I do want to show you the trailer for Self Reliance. I want to see the trailer. Uh, yeah. Just because I, I think this has got potential to be a fun movie. And again, I like Jake Johnson a lot. So I want to see what he can do behind the camera as well. So here we go. This is the trailer for Self Reliance coming to Hulu in January. Hi. Are you the actor Andy Samberg? I am. I'm a big fan, man. Oh, thank you very much. Hey, I got a question for you. You want to get in? Thomas Walcott, single, no children, no dependents. Job is network management, physically fit. (laughs) Guess they're not too strict (laughs) about that one. I'm joking. (laughs) Kind of serious, though. You have been selected to partake in the biggest reality show in the dark web. There will be people trying to kill you, the hunters. What are you talking about? There's people trying to murder me? So other than the fact that the trailer might have still given away too much of the film and is too long, other than that, what's your thoughts on (laughs) what you're seeing of self-reliance? All all positive except for what you just mentioned. Yeah, I I feel like... I have seen too much of the trailer, but um, excited Andy Samberg is playing a version of himself. <laughs> uh, doubly excited when I saw it was a Lonely Island production, which explains mm-hmm. why he's in the film. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it looks great. And the thing the trailer makes you worry about is a you've seen too much of the film, but b can the premise hold? Because it is right. kind of a really high concept, like kind of you know odd premise. You're like, okay but can they sustain that for the running time of the film and have it like work with the mechanics that they set up? Don't know, but there, there are enough interesting aspects to it that, uh, yeah, I'm intrigued and Hey, I already subscribed to Hulu. So it'll be free. We already have it. (laughs) It's basically a free movie coming out January 12th. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I don't know of many quote comedies, coming out in the next little while that I can think of definitely going through award season. We're not really, uh, we're not really surrounded by comedies at this time of <laughs> sure. year. So, sure. uh, I'm looking forward to in January kind of having something a little lighter and hopefully fun to watch. We'll see. Um, again, I like Jake Johnson. I always admire it when I see a, a comedy actor decide to get behind the camera and direct a comedy themselves, sure. especially putting themselves in it. 
I'm like, yeah, let's see what happens. I'll be, I'm curious about this. So that is self-reliance coming out on Hulu on January 12th. All right, Chris, that is one coming out about a three weeks from where we're recording this. Sure. What is a film that is available now that if people wanted to watch that you would recommend that they check out Chris's patented recommendation, <laughs> right? Yes. I'm going to recommend a film called your lucky day. It is by Dan Brown. It is his directorial debut. Wait a minute. Dan Brown. Not the writer that did not like the Da Vinci the Code. Da Vinci guy. Code. No, okay. completely different dude. Gotcha. Um, he's made some uh, short films. He made a short film, Your Lucky Day, which I think was the basis for this film, um, Your Lucky Day. And it's 90 minutes, so it comes and goes really quickly. The synopsis that I'll give you is after dispute over a winning lottery ticket turns into a deadly hostage situation, the witnesses must decide exactly how far they'll go and how much blood they're willing to spill for a cut of the $156 million. Hmm. So um, what's admirable to me is this is kind of like a crime thriller. It takes place for the most part at a convenience store. So it's kind of like a one location, but through different camera angles and like I don't know. It's just a very unique vision, and the writing is really tight to make things fall into place so that the story can happen the way it does. And you don't, for me at least, I wasn't shrugging my shoulders like, "Oh, of course that happens because it needs to move the plot forward." No, it all, it all, you know, was flowing really well, um, which is pretty impressive for it to be his first directorial debut. You know, your lucky day. Um, not a lot of well-known names in it, so it is a very independent film. Um, the one name that I actually did not recognize. I thought, I wonder if it's that fellow. And the more the film continued to go on, I was like, yes, it totally is. I looked it up. Uh, Angus Cloud, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen any of the show Euphoria. Uh, he was a, one of the major actors in that. And unfortunately, he passed away back in July. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a pretty big character in this film. Um, so it's a performance that you know, I, I maybe some fans of the show would want to check out because they, you know, it's a shame he passed away because a lot of people were looking forward to what he might do after Euphoria. Yeah. Um, so, it's your lucky day. <laughs> Not a family movie. Uh, a lot of language and violence, but it it is. It reminds me kind of like a early like Tarantino type movie mm. as far as like the intensity of the violence and the the cleverness of the screenplay and how it yeah. kind of weaves things together. Um, but that's Your Lucky Day by director Dan Brown, and it is streaming. You can rent it tons of places, but it's also, depending on where your local library is, uh, for free on Hoopla, which uh, is that service yes. that you can watch films with your library um, card. On Hoopla for free if you're yes. a library user and have a library account uh, with your local library. Yeah, and your library happens to like choose yeah. to stream that, which they can make choices. But, sure. Yeah. And then you've also got it available online just for rental purchase sure. as well too, right? Yes. Okay. And it's it's an amazing, you know, for me, it was a pretty cool uh, directorial debut that I was pretty much unaware of until mm-hmm. here again we've talked about end of the year. And one of the categories in North Carolina Film Critics Association is directorial debuts. And this is a recommendation that somebody threw out. And I was like, well, never heard of it. And I checked it out. And it was good. I don't think it made our final nominations, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely glad to put it on my radar. Um, so, yeah, if that sounds like something you might be interested in. Uh, your lucky day. Check it out. All right. Great. Thank you again for the recommendation, Chris. Always piling on more films on my watch list that Chris uh, has to recommend. <laughs> Um, so it's a double-edged sword. I love hearing the recommendations, but it also reminds me of more films I need to now see. All right. So Chris, we have to gave our review, positive review of the iron claw. We talked about self-reliance, a new film from, uh, Jake Johnson. 
And then also you mentioned uh, your recommendation as well. So if anybody has any feedback or thoughts or questions about anything we talked about, how can they get a hold of us? You can write us an email at info at footcandle.org. Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter at Foot Candle Film, Facebook, we're on Foot Candle Film Society, pretty easy there. And Instagram and threads, we're just simply Foot Candle Film. We're also, Alan and I are on Letterboxd, where we try to track what we're seeing and leave quick takes and ratings. Do us a favor, speaking of ratings, if you like the podcast, consider giving us a star rating or writing a review or share with friends on whatever service you receive your favorite podcasts on because it'll help us reach new listeners and we would appreciate it. All right. That'll wrap it up for today. Thanks so much for everybody for listening and we'll look forward to talking to everybody next time here on Foot Candle Films. See you in the ticket line. Special thanks to Carpal Tuller for the show theme music. For more about Carpal Tuller, visit www.carpaltuller.com. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.